Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are talking about wanting what you have. Hello, my friends. What's up? Welcome to the podcast today. So the past two weeks, we have talked about things that really matter and don't matter in choosing someone as a partner. And today I want to talk about this idea that was first introduced to me by my coach, Brooke Castillo, of wanting what we have. So often, as humans, we associate the sense of wanting something with things we don't have. So perhaps you can remember a time in your life where you so very badly wanted to have a relationship like the one you have right now, where you wanted someone who was there for you and treated you well and has so many of the qualities that we have looked for. Uh, I remember for me and my partner, when there was the period before we like officially started dating and really kind of just realizing like, hey, I want someone who is like this and treats me like this. And um, as I had like, started dating some other people, realizing I want someone like my now husband. And when we started dating, I was very grateful for some of the amazing qualities, you know, some of which we talked about in the last episode of Things That Matter. I was so grateful for the things that he did that made me feel special and just were such a safe place for me to be. Now, As I settled into the relationship (laughs) and that little bit of anxiety that was there in the beginning kind of started to like amp up, it became this sense of wanting more. Like, yeah, he does these things that you wanted. Yeah, he does treat you good. Yes, he is sweet. Like all the things, right, that he had that I loved and adored. Like, yeah, that's nice and all. But what about this? This person has this thing. Or this person is like this. And I would find myself like all of a sudden, what? (laughs) Maybe initially were like the 10 things that I thought really mattered in finding a partner. Now with anxiety, my brain tripled, quadrupled that list, and pretty soon there were like a hundred things that he needed to be matching and doing. And I think that this is a part of our brain's tendency to want what we don't have. When we have a life-changing circumstance, um, when we have a new relationship, or we like say get a house that you've been wanting or a job, um, win the lottery, whatever, like something fun, new, exciting. It might feel good for a little bit, 
But what happens over time is the amount of satisfaction from that thing will actually start to decrease and our level of happiness and joy that we derive from it will actually go back to the way it was before that thing. This is because happiness is not created by the things outside of us. It's not created by our partner. So while we might get an initial high, it's not something long-term and sustaining. And maybe you didn't even have that in the beginning of your relationship, but my point here is that a lot of times our sense of joy and excitement when maybe we like find a new relationship that seems to match the things that we want will dwindle over time because what happens is we start to habituate and get used to what we have. We might start to take our partner for granted. Might be like, eh, yeah, I mean, it's nice that he's honest to me and I can trust him, like, unlike my last boyfriend, but, but I mean, he's not really just the most outgoing guy or like, he's not really this, right? So these things that maybe really mattered or were like the core things that were important to us, all of a sudden, like, while that was like what we were shooting for and striving for becomes like a baseline. And we're like, yeah, 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 that's nice. And our brain taps on a bunch more things because we are so used to wanting what we don't have. And while maybe there was a point in your life where you wanted and craved a relationship like this, you have it, your brain gets used to it, we adjust to it, our amount of satisfaction tends to kind of level out. So if you were someone that kind of struggled with anxiety or, you know, your mindset would tend to be more negative. We tend to level out back to that. And then our brain starts wanting more and more and more. Much like a drug, right? Where the first time there might be a high, but over time it's going to require more and more usage for someone to get the same high as they initially did. There's always that desire and craving in our brain to get more dopamine. And I really think we do this with our relationships. And naturally, if this is what we're doing is wanting more, we create dissatisfaction with the beautiful person and life and relationship that we have right in front of us. We have to learn how to want what we have. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, but I don't want to be forcing myself to want something and yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Our brains, by default, tend to be negative. Everyone's brains tend to look for the flaws and nitpick. This isn't just an anxiety thing. This is a human tendency thing. And so training your brain to want what you have will serve you. It's about allowing yourself to experience and find joy in what is 
rather than constantly looking for greener grass to create fulfillment in your life. So the way we cultivate this is by intentionally seeing what our partner offers us, by being grateful for things that they bring to the table, being grateful for moments, allowing yourself to experience and want what is there. And I know that might feel really distant and maybe unattainable, and that's okay, but can you in baby moments find little tiny things to intentionally be thankful for? People who are happy and find joy in life and relationships isn't because they figured out how to just line up all of the most ideal circumstances and people to then like create all of these feelings. They learn how to generate them themselves. They learn how to be present and how to be grateful. And that is what wanting what you have is. It's finding gratitude for what is in your relationship and making intentional mental effort to allowing yourself to see and notice and observe it. Much like I was talking in the other episode about how like just some basic things with my partner that I like just kind of assume should be there. And then when I'm with someone else who doesn't have that quality, I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) I love that about him. And even just being grateful and wanting someone who is there for you. One of my clients just shared this beautiful aha with me that I loved and just have to share with you guys, which is we don't have to love our partner because we prove that they are so much better than everyone else and that they just have all these qualities no one else has. That, honestly, we'll do another podcast about this, but truly is not really love. And a lot of times I think that's how we operate is trying to prove and think of like, okay, here's all the ways they're better than these other people. And she just kind of had this realization of like, my partner doesn't have to be more than everyone else in all of these areas. I can love him simply because he exists simply because he is in my life. Simply because he is someone for me to love. One of the best reasons to choose and be in a relationship is to have someone to love. Not like making you feel all the things, not someone who gives you everything, who makes things magical, but someone simply there for you to love. And I think the way that we understand this more easily, I think we have so many expectations around all the things that our partners have to be um, and have to create for us and make us feel. And I think one way that can kind of help us think about it in a different lens is if you think about a dog or a baby. Now, you guys have heard me talk about this in the podcast before. 
I, I love to think about it with my daughter, but if you have a dog, you could think about it with a dog. But I feel like having a baby, I have come to see and understand love at a whole new level because I love her simply because she is here, she exists, she is mine. That's it. She doesn't do anything for me. She doesn't, I mean, she probably makes my life a lot more complicated in a lot of ways. She doesn't make it easier. Um, there's just like very little that she does. There's not a lot of like complexity to her personality, especially when she was a newborn. But I just loved her because she was. And I, many people I know feel that with their dog, where they just love and adore their dog and just they're happy to have someone there to love and pet and adore. And I think that that truly, really is the point of romantic relationships. It's not to have someone who gives you this aliveness, who fulfills your every need. It's someone to be there for you to love to learn about love, even if you're not feeling it, someone to deepen your capacity to be vulnerable, to remind you how to reconnect with your emotions when it feels scary and you want to shut them off. A lot of times that's why we don't even feel love in our relationship because we have a lot of negative emotions that relationships bring up and we don't want to feel those. We shut those off. We shut love off everything and we feel numb or we feel anxious. And our partners are such a beautiful opportunity to open up to that, to allow ourselves to experience love and learn how to process and work through all of those hard emotions that we have been avoiding. Because I truly believe relationships are this place that allow us to heal and allow us to reconnect more with our authentic self. So can you practice one is like being grateful for and noticing like the things your partner does bring to the table, qualities you do love about them, what you do admire about them. Or, you know, maybe you're really having high expectations about how magical a moment should be or what a date night should look like, and all of that. And can you practice instead of, oh my gosh, it doesn't look like this fairy tale or this chick flick, dropping into like, oh, I'm really grateful that we just get to go on this little walk together. Or like the other day, my husband and I ran out to the grocery store and went and got a drink and some donuts. And it was like just like a little simple moment in the morning that we got to have together that didn't involve a big, long conversation. It wasn't this like magical, fancy thing. It was just small and simple. Can you want and appreciate those small and simple moments together? And can you want and appreciate having someone there to love? Just because they're there, because they are a part of your life, just simply for being them. Practice wanting what you have. The grass is greenest where you water it. I promise. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week. Bye.